Hey, Pride fam, get ready for another episode of Pride the Podcast. Featuring special guest, Executive Director of LA County Democratic Party, Drexel Hurd. So grab you a hump day treat and take a little time to hang with Pride. Welcome back. Hi. Hi, guys. We're happy to be back with another episode of Pride the Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Rehab Entertainment and DNR Studio. Hey. I'm Darrell Anthony. I'm Ashley Mitchell. I'm Adam Andrew Rios. And I'm Mr. Braden Bradley. And we are happy to be here with you on this Wednesday. How is everybody doing today? You know what? We're fresh. Can I say something? Uh Yeah. Since we've talked last week, we've had a... President. Okay. <laughs> you see where I'm going with this. We've had a, a, a press secretary briefing. We've uh-huh. had a, a, a clear connection with the president mm-hmm. every single day. Mm-hmm. It's just so refreshing. So you ask me how I am doing. I am relieved. I am light. I am living in this normalcy that is a week after the Trump administration. It feels foreign. It feels a little foreign, but I'm here for it. Yes. Finally. Finally. Anyway, that's how I'm doing. Okay. Mm. Yeah, we've had an adult in the White House. It's so weird. It's like, what? I was bored watching um, him talk the other day. Even though I was excited, it was just like, oh, he's actually talking just normal stuff. He's talking about Uh, policy. How boring. It was great. Great. You're (laughs) excited about your friend. Um, I know you hate her, but I have to bring her up. Sarah Huckabee? No, not her. No, not her. She get fucked. Uh, Kayla (laughs) (laughs) You know, She just got hired at Fox News. Oh, surprise. That doesn't surprise, surprise. me. I'm, like, I'm wondering so, who she gave it up to to get that position. Too. So before did. the Barbie doll got Stop. hired to be the fourth press secretary of the Trump administration, she was a CNN contributor. Mm. And then um. and then once she got press secretary job, CNN said, <laughs> and it does not... <laughs> it does not surprise me that now she's at Fox News because that's where all of the evil... Evil Roger Bart, no Ebert. Roger Bart, not Roger Bart. He goes the distance, not these guys. <laughs> like, don't play him like that. Um, wow. Now, what was his name? Sean Spicer? No. no. The guy at, at Fox that was raping Tucker everybody. Carlson? Roger no. Ailes. No. Roger, Roger Ailes. All of them. All of the above. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I was showing, um, what's her name? Ralph Pittman. He's problematic, though. Yeah, he, he's very problematic, but God damn. I understand why she said, I forgive you. <laughs> are y'all watching the new season of Housewives? I am we watching are. the new season. Portia Luther King. I love Portia it. Luther Catherine. King. I love she it. She better she, get it. She better. You know what's funny, though, mm-hmm. is I stopped watching The Real Housewives of Atlanta ever, or the first time Mimi left, because mm-hmm. I thought in my mm-hmm. own stupid mind i thought nini made the show um i think there was a point in time but overall i watched watched the show for nini and whenever nini was no longer a cast member i was like "Eh, i guess there's really no point who am i gonna watch fucking um kim Kim Kenya. Jones, Vita, no, Kenya. Kenya. No, Kim. Uh, Kim Zolciak. Uh, no, I feel like. Candy? No, Kim. Fields? The House of the. Oh, Kim right. Fields. Kim Fields. Oh, my God. And I was just like. And she was very. Right. You didn't even she remember who she was. She was half a season. Yeah. You don't even remember who she was. So whenever she came on, I was like, no. Nah. That's, That's not the facts of life. That is not the facts of life. Okay. Well, correct me, Biden administration. Correct me. Yeah, because she. Correct me. Come on. Listen, I just don't think. I think that where. Um, Bravo goes wrong honestly with casting is when they try to listen Beverly Hills is where you put all the actresses you put all the actresses on Beverly Hills when you try to bring actresses in to this other world like Kim Phil that's not a show for her like no. that but what about Drew she's an actress and now she's on yeah but Drew's yeah, but got a, a messy life and she has a personality Drew oh, and I, I have yet to see that she's just a little more not to be like ages, but she's like younger, so she's she a little gets more. It. Yeah, she she's a little gets, bit more hip. She, yeah, she gets the the reality TV culture more mm, than yeah. Kim Fields did. Yeah, 
And her, this next episode, she let them know, bitch, I'm from Chicago. I'll fuck I you up. I saw that. Yeah, I, I can't movie. wait. I think she's talking to Latoya. <laughs> anyway, back she to... She watches Drag Race. I know she does. I'm sure. She took mm-hmm. it from that. We'll get to that in a second, I feel Right, like. that too. But back to the Biden administration in the first week in office. Everyone's feeling okay? How are we feeling? Yeah, I mean, he is just signing orders and signing and just like undoing all of the fuckery that that other one did. Like, the other one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're not going to bring him up. Well, Starting Baltimore. now, yeah. we're really going to try to do our best not to bring up idea. Like him. Like what we said four years ago, Just I'm not going to mention him by name. Mm-hmm. He literally tried to, and the reason why, and to bring the point about what Whoopi said, he literally tried to erase us from existence. Yep. So let's he do did. our best to erase him from Hello, existence. Hello, it's Facts. already happening. Yeah. Unless mm-hmm. motherfucking Ivanka Trump can run against Marco Rubio in Florida. If that happened, I mean... Well, there's a third party that's being created right now called the Patriots Party. How do you guys feel about that? That's something I wanted to bring to the table today. Um, There's discussion that... um, he who shall not be named is creating the Patriots Party that's going to be ran out of uh, Florida because right now in Florida is now considered the former home of the president. Mm-hmm. I personally think that that's actually going to happen. Yeah, um, yeah. it's yeah. not going to go anywhere, no, but no, it's no, going it, to happen. Well, here's why I'm worried that it might go somewhere because 74 million people did vote for that person. Yeah, that's yes. what I'm saying. And but, it'll be like the only, new Green Party. Right, it'll just be exactly. another, like, but only, someone will have to split the vote. But it will fracture the Republican Party. It will fracture the Republican Party, and as uh-huh. Chelsea Handler says, 40% of the Republican Party supports Trump. So hopefully that will be the opportunity for the real Republican Party, whatever the fuck that means these days, <laughs> to go Republican and the other 40% go to the Trumplicans. And that will, as Darrell was saying, That's split the party. What are they party. called? Ridiculous. The Trumplicans? Chris Cuomo likes to say Trumplicans. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're gonna they're officially called themselves the Patriot Party. The Trumplicans. Is... What is it when dogs get poop stuck to their back fur? <laughs> Trumplicans. Well, that. Uh, no. Um, they're, they're, what are they called? Oh my god, I know what you're talking about. That word makes me... Dingberry? Dingleberry. <laughs> The Dingleberry. <laughs> I don't know why that, that the word. Dingleberry the party. Dingleberry party. The Dingleberry party. I like that name. That's Ivanka fitting. Ivanka Trump. It made me think of that for some reason. Anyways, Trump again, so. Dingleberry. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. It's just like t- tomato, tomato. Anyway, you spin it. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Um, did you see about you uh, Kellyanne Conway <laughs> is in some hot water? She's been in hot water with She needs to get in water. Yeah, I think she did get in hot water. You see how droopy her skin looks? She's like a prune right now. Okay, yeah. we're not going to go low. But she got her face done. We're not going to go low. I'm no, not low. I'm I think high. that was just like a good <laughs> I'm actually high. <laughs> a good beat? No. no Her was, face was like was. sunken in. She got some filler or something. Mm-hmm. Definitely at least a lunchtime procedure. And all her gay friends quit. I don't know, did you see quit. Kaylee McEnany <laughs> on her last day as the press secretary when all the yeah. makeup people were getting their bills <laughs> paid for? She looked like a complete, she looked like an alien. So I'm saying maybe Kellyanne is looking like an alien too because you know she's mm. ugly as hell under all that makeup. <laughs> and Brayden went lower than I did. But you know, you know what, you know well, what, no, you know what the issue is facts. though. Um, but because I, I want you to state that point. But it's so interesting because I saw some Republicans online this week and they were like, "We can't believe y'all are talking mess about, um, you know, our part." And I was like, "But y- y'all are okay to like post pictures of." You know, Barbie from what's her name, Tommy Lyron, and put it next to someone who's like, oh, Tommy she's Lyron ugly Democrat. Like, that's I want to punch that bitch in the face. She needs and that's her ass so, so, I'm so sorry. That's, you know, I don't ever wish harm against women or anything, but she talks out her neck. No, 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 no. And he she is speaking to get her from, ass whooped. Um, the producer has came in. I just want to make a note that um, he's just speaking. He's really not going to punch Tommy Lyron. No, no, no. We're no domestic <laughs> terrorists over here. There's no, no, no. That bitch way too many cases opened by the FBI with real <laughs> domestic terrorists right now. We cannot afford to have another one opened on our fellow co-host no, but I would love to see Ashley just whoop that ass I would love just a pop pop and just like right again. on top of her head no 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 okay whoa 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 <laughs> I've got to take a step back because this is the kind of shit that happens on the parlor app that uh, okay. all of mm. all of media <laughs> takes and then there's going to be all these sound bites saying mm. they were coming us. They were coming for that. And then somebody going to knock Tommy Laren out and they're going to be looking for y'all. I would cannot. like to have a nice, firm conversation with we Tommy Laren. I would that. like to have a nice, a Tommy, if you're listening, because um, you probably are, you got your name out, come on the podcast. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to hear your thoughts. It'll be great. I will I call will in that day. Be there that day. Run, I got, run I got, tech yourself. No, I got PTO. <laughs> I got PTO to take that day. Right. Uh, I have a doctor's appointment. You know what would be yeah. funny? She just I'm going to be out of the country. And there was a blank screen on the other end. <laughs> <laughs> well, look. It's, it's blank. I mean, so Kellyanne Conway, so how do you guys yeah, feel about that? Yeah, she allegedly like, put her daughter's like 
breasts on was it a fleet or was it on Twitter? I don't She's know only that's how where old? it was. Um, Sixteen. Yeah. She well there's her, there's like, been controversy news. between her, it was and on her daughter. What's her name? Is it Colette? I might have just made that up. I'm thinking of Lamez. Uh, no, it's Claudia. Claudia. It's Claudia. 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 That'll work. Yeah. I don't know why, because I'm lay miserable. But it her and Claudia uh-huh. have been having this um Beef. banter and debate long before she even left the White House. Yeah. So, so it's revenge porn. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, some people on Twitter illegal. are like, well, does that, you know, does it cross into that territory or is it just strictly child pornography? Because she's mm-hmm. distributing child pornography. Well, I mean, I think... We Arrest have to pay- her white ass. Well, I think, we have to, I think we have to take it a step back, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, someone asked her, like, do you think that, you know, she's oh, mental she's ill? That do, do, do think that, no, no, do they think that Claudia, and I say, I think oh. that unfortunately, because of the abuse she has subjected from her parents, I mean, think about it, she has both of her parents going back and forth, back and forth, like, daily. So for me, I think that this is this is terrible. I mean, this is just terrible. She doesn't... No one likes not getting along with their parents. No one likes that. Mm-hmm. And this is just... I feel for the girl. I hate this. I, As Brayden said, it, I do believe it's a crime. And she put her yeah. daughter topless yeah. out there. She should go to jail. And especially if she did it because her daughter has been speaking out against the injustices that she's been feeling at home from her mother, then absolutely. Arrest a bitch and let's go to jail. I'm surprised that Trump didn't give her a pardon in these in these recent hundreds right. of pardons we, that he gave. Yeah, he only gave one to Barr? No. No. The other fat fuck. Um, Rush Limbaugh? No. Him too. Um, but no. <laughs> there are um, so many. Um, um, his former Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon. Oh, and I forgot Curtis. about that double. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, because he is on the other side of Trump TV and it's coming hot. Um, <laughs> I just can't believe that Kellyanne Conway... Well, first of all, I don't understand the whole relationship with George and Kellyanne being with their opposite sides of the political spectrum and then bringing children into the mix. It's got to be really hard on Claudia. But... As I said earlier, Claudia has brought all of this to our attention long before Kellyanne left the White House. So I have to lean towards the side of Claudia. Like, she's using TikTok to speak her truth. Kellyanne's a fucking psychotic mess. We all know that. So where do you go from there? Uh, (laughs) She just needs to be held accountable. Yeah, you know like saying? at the end of the day, yeah, she just needs to be held accountable. Like, yeah, held accountable. I'm glad Joe Biden is finally holding everybody accountable and putting Harriet Tubman oh. back on the Twitter <laughs> bill. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, wasn't that one of like President Trump's? Sorry, he who should not be named. Yeah, one of his first like executive orders was to remove her from the list to be on the twenty dollar bill. Something uh, like I that. I don't. That. I don't know and the official, Joe, but he definitely like cock blocked it. And now Joe Biden is like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I know it was it was brought up during his administration. It was, and, right. and yeah, and he like blocked that. He was like, like no, no, we're not no, doing no. that. Anyway, all of those but, like seventeen executive orders that are being signed but, it is just to get us back on track from four. Years I want to read. I want to read a tweet that uh, about this. Okay, mm-hmm. unpopular opinion. I don't even want Harriet Tubman on the twenty dollar bill. Honestly, I think there's some sort of perversion in doing so. A woman who has who was traded as capital, becoming the face of capital doesn't sit right with my spirit if you want to honor tubman there are much better ways to do so than that would that would change the material benefits of people's lives build schools parks a historical center etc in her name putting her face on the 20 dollars bill isn't even doesn't even feel good it's giving me the yucks and that was from ashley stevens on twitter y'all let me know when y'all want me to talk you want to go first yeah go ahead i want to hear your thoughts okay so in my opinion, it depends on how you identify and define capital. You could identify okay. capital as being the new found lens into the American world. That's capital. That costs a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That's future investments. That's everything. George Washington, you could say, led that as being the first president. He was on a dollar bill. Mm-hmm. Benjamin Franklin led capital in inventing the entire electricity industry. Mm-hmm. That's capital. He's on a dollar bill. Fucking, what's his name? Lincoln is on the motherfucking penny. 
and he and the five. Oh <laughs> sure, I don't carry hand money, so I'm not really sure how that happens. <laughs> when Braden says hand money, I hate when <laughs> say that. But all of these white men that are on mm-hmm. these. Okay. Hand money bills mm-hmm. all represent capital. Mm-hmm. Whatever way you want to spin it, it's all of their industries that they represent are gaining money. People have stock in that industry. People are gaining money from that. So when you want to say that Harriet Tubman shouldn't identify or be or correlate with capital or money is a fucking joke because everybody else prior to her was so and let's continue talking about capital mm-hmm. how many black businesses in american and in, in the american history are profitable how many too many to count too many to count mm-hmm. let's continue talking about capital why isn't someone who represents the forward motion of this nation being a black woman why is being capital wrong i don't no, it's it's oh, wow. it's that not. I mean, that was that was a very sophisticated. Um, <laughs> I just don't understand who that was. Was that a Republican? No, like, it was a black comment? woman. Oh, she was a black. Well, okay. I didn't ask what color and gender she was. Regardless, no. I mean, I I actually hear Braid's point on that. I I think that I I, I heard what. Here's here's the thing. We have to knock out. The, the issues sometimes that we carry as as black people. I actually posted something the other day about um, the vaccines and how people of color are so scared because of how they've been treated and how they were used as they pretty much be. test. To I the experiment. That. Yeah. I totally understand So that. So I, I understand why sometimes people of color are like, nah, don't give us no props now. But I also agree with what Braden said. I mean, she literally, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, pushed that nation forward. Like, she And I was... guarantee you, capital was not in her mind when no. she was doing this. Absolutely it was, not. It was life and death. Right. Yeah. And as an American citizen, life and death is literally all that we have to go by, mm-hmm. being Americans. Mm-hmm. Literally, the immigrants from Mexico, all they have are life or death. America is the symbolism, the cornerstone of life. Everyone's trying to get to life. So yeah. how dare we say that just because a woman who is black cannot be on the, a dollar bill? Yeah. First of all, no one uses hand money anyway. So <laughs> no, yeah. a lot of places nowadays. No, a lot are of places either well, cash listen, only or they don't take it. Okay, well, Especially during the pandemic, actually, because all of the um, like fees to use cards, people it. are pushing to use cash, cash. More. and you know that is spreading coronavirus and, and brain i don't know if you even realize <laughs> like, because you use your card and i didn't realize it and i don't think well, i said adam did either but i started finally being like wait a minute this is supposed to be six dollars why is it showing up 775 and they're like you got a dollar 75 charge yeah for what when you yeah. you're like pay? Your, yeah your credit like your card oh, you don't, I do, I do, you don't I, look I, at I it you don't pay attention they have been charging so mm-hmm. much and now places are like listen if you pay us cash, we will give you a 10% discount. Yeah. Like on whatever you buy. Like, like so it because though store? they yeah. don't want to report it to the IRS, which I have Well, the, the credit card machine costs mm-hmm. so much to hold. Yeah. So they're just like, the, the credit it's card machine, it's, it's all off. Yes. But <laughs> I don't just, like I was a server and I didn't report my tips to the IRS. So well, I Well, there you go. Teresa <laughs> Judice. Who does? Who does? It's called The System. So I just, I'm yeah. about that. I don't know. So, what are you gonna say, Ashley? About- no, I was just saying. I think that in order for us to progress in in U.S. and in the world, we have to keep pushing for black faces and black legends and and all of that to be pushed to the forefront. That and is share, America. That is American history. But like when you look at American history, it's all mostly white men. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the, all the representation that is out there. And regardless of like getting into the capital and stuff, it's just like we need to see these black faces. Yes. Mm-hmm. We do because we are the backbone of yeah. America. We built this country for free. So we should get all the glory. Yes. And I'm, so, so please and put her on the $20 bill so everybody has to see her bill. black face everywhere. And, and I'm well, it's gonna be green. It's gonna, it's gonna be green. You know what I'm talking about. But I'm very, I'm very green tired. Green lives matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fine. Uh, okay. Um, wow, that was good. Okay, I'm gonna give you that. But I really am tired of us being in 2021 and having to say 
the first black, the first gay, the first Latino, the first like damn, can we please like it's crazy when you think it's about still gonna the keep first of oh, yeah, it, we've got we've got a long I feel the same way. Now. I'm so tired of hearing about it, but like it's just we're don't you know, it's gonna have to happen. And, and that's 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 my mantra within our own LGBTQ community is don't get tired of hearing the first this, the first this, the first this because we should have and we were rightly deserved all of our minority. I I know I was deserved a long time ago, but don't get tired of that because yeah, I'm in not order tired to of it. I love the to mainstream's ide, ideation of all of that whatever of all <laughs> of that stuff we're going to have to keep throwing it in their face. Yeah, and I was pleasantly happy to see um, when Pete Buttigieg was giving his pick me, pick me, um, and was like, I want to introduce my husband, Chastin. It was awesome. And I was like, oh, go off, sis! It was awesome. Like, the first time that's ever been, like, done. And that should be highlighted as the first time. Mm -hmm. Just as Janet Yellen is the first woman uh, Secretary of Treasury. Treasury. There's so many first times in the Biden administration and it's leading ways and setting precedents for more first to be had, hopefully in the next administration when that happens. But it's, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, speaking of first, I'm excited to talk to our guest, Drexel Hurd, who is the first community vice president for Stonewall Democrats for Los Angeles and just an all around Democrat guru. So I can't wait to talk to him. Yeah, I want to pick his brain. Yeah. And, you know, see what he has to say on all these topics. Because mm-hmm. I think he'll give us a nice in depth. Yeah, he's gonna. And we'll be right back. Oh, Hello and welcome back. Hi guys. We are so excited to introduce you to Drexel Hurd, the executive director of the Los Angeles Democratic Party. Hello, Drexel. Hi, Drexel. Hey, hey, bitches. That, <laughs> how are you? That title of yours sounds like really impressive. Yeah. You're the executive director of the LA Democrats. It right. is, um, yes, it is, uh, you know, it, it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. And I don't think I would be, I would like it if it wasn't fun. Yeah. And uh, I get to meet so many people. I've only been in this job for uh, just under two years now. That's a, you know, I get to meet so many people. We get to strategize about things. We helped a lot of Democrats win this year. Of course, uh, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and, and Kamala, of course, being from California, you know, we saw her just before uh, she was announced as the VP. And so that was a lot of fun. And, and uh, but it's good. You know, like, what can I, you know, it's a, it's a good job that I didn't even know existed. Well, God bless you for doing the Lord's work. I tell the you that. Lord's work. How does one even become to be in your position? Like, basically, you just run the Democratic Party of California, thus the Democratic Party of the USA, thus the Democratic Party of the world. So, um, well, well, that's a good question. I, I don't know the answer to that. Um, no, I, look, so LA, you know, LA County is the largest county in the country. We have 10 million people. We have 3 million Democrats. Los Angeles Democratic Party is the largest in the nation. And uh, so all, as, as I say, as Los Angeles goes, so does the state. As California goes, as you said, so it goes. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so, so my job is I serve at the pleasure of the chair of the party. Uh, he's the one that hired me, Mark Gonzalez. Uh, and he brought me on. They plucked me out of obscurity. I was working. I had come from the corporate world. Mm-hmm. I was working for I was working for Macy's. I was working for Universal. Uh, okay. I was in the restaurant. I was in the restaurant world, like a whole bunch of like ev- I'm sure everybody was at some point yeah. uh, mm-hmm. in, the, in the service industry. And um, I was just sitting one day in my office, and I got a phone call from the previous executive director uh, about this job because uh, he was on his way out, and he was like, "You should be. What are you doing right now?" I was like, "I don't know. I'm sitting in my office in Santa Monica," and he was like you should we should talk you should be doing this but i didn't know what this was and so um so like that's kind of how it all went down and you know we talked for a few months uh leading up to that about like what the job entailed and you know with my logistics background my events background um you know just the electeds uh, across the, the city uh, the county had already kind of known my name uh just from me 
being a member of the party on the executive board of the state party. Um, so it was just kind of an easy transition um, uh, when I got the job. So, you know, I, I always tell people, especially when I'm talking to a, everybody listening and like folks who are like thinking about, do I go into politics? What is that like? There is no clear path to politics, especially right now, like teachers and people that work at the Gap and, yeah. and, and bartenders like AOC. And, you know, there is no through line. You don't have to go to college for political science and think that, that you're gonna be a politician. You don't have right. to, you, you know, that, 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 that those days are over. Um, you know, because politics is all um, interactive, you know, reactive and interactive and so personal that, you know, it's all about the ties to your community. It's all about ties to, you know, not only your home-based community where you're from, but your LGBT community, you know, your black community, your Latino community, so many uh, different constituencies. And it, 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 you don't learn that shit in books, right? right. Like you, can't, you, can't, you can't learn that in a classroom. And so a lot of the work that I'm doing right now is on the job every day. I'm learning about new people every day, even, you know, I'm in my early thirties. And, and so it is one of those things where you're like, everything especially like in a pandemic right now when i came in i had so many different plans for what we were going to be doing mm -hmm. and then the pandemic stopped that whole thing so you never know what you never know what's going to happen and then in these last four years as you said right before we hopped on every the president you know president trump at the time like was so all over the place you did you, you're having to react to everything going on so and that like i said that's not stuff that you're going to learn unless you've been there or unless you are capable of siloing certain things in your head and being able to execute them. Yeah. So it sounds like you need to be street smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, 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 that all of what I said was actually to get to that point. Right, right. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it, it's nice to have some sort of like book sense and stuff, but as long as if you have the like human experience and like, right. you have to meet people. And that's why I feel like a lot of these politicians don't do is like they don't know their constituents and it's just they're there because of you know power and then you know i get sometimes, that sometimes yeah and i think with with young people especially our age we have a our expectations are a little bit different mm -hmm. um and and not even just from our own you know being in a generation where we're in the lowest poverty level you know than that we've seen in a certain generation um uh, and so like and couple that with our social media habits of instant gratification, mm -hmm, like everything right. has to be like right now, right now, right now. And that's a problem for politicians because, you know, I was just having, somebody just came in my office not even an hour or two ago. And I remember saying to them, I was like, you know, I don't know that I'd make a really good politician because you have to, you do have to have that personal connection. And because my brain is hot wired to just get the work done, like you really have to be able to balance that listening to people and being able to, to deliver because you don't want to disappoint people. And that's the problem with politicians right now mm -hmm. is people are over promising and under delivering. Mm -hmm. and, and so people's expectation is, well, you didn't do that. We saw that with Joe Biden just recently where he talked in Georgia about $2,000, you know, going out the door to people as soon as the election was, or, you know, coming out of the election. But you know the nuance of that is is fourteen hundred dollars plus six hundred dollars equals two thousand right, dollars. You know, so right. people are people are only hearing one thing, and not realizing that gov that that certain the way that it will come out um, eventually will probably change. Well, and do you I think, think that's, that's do you think yeah. that's on the voters' responsibility to be a little bit more educated? I think it's a combination of of us not being able to communicate effectively or I don't want to say like dumb down things for people because we shouldn't have to dumb down things for for each other but there is there does have to be a way that we have to communicate like if I sat in the room with you guys and we were talking politics I wouldn't be like you know spitting out facts that nobody gave a shit about right like I love facts. Like that's like that's not like like I'm like okay well what actually matters to you and we can talk about that because I think people always um have a, they always have a, you know, where people are like, oh, well, we don't like to talk politics or religion. And you're like, right, well, actually, right. if you're talking about how much money you're making or the fact that you're not making enough or the fact that you don't have healthcare or all my Broadway friends right now are out of work right now 
and everybody's trying to figure it out and they're trying to get vaccines like that's not politics politics is what i do politics is a science politics is the is literally putting a chessboard in front of you and saying how do i win yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. right like my job is to make sure that democrats are represented and that democrats win here in los angeles yeah you know and then you've got the issue side where the dinner table conversations happen that that's not talking politics that's literally talking black lives at the dinner table that is not a political thing amen that is, amen to that, that. Is a, that is an actual thing yeah so uh -huh. i think so, so i think when you guys you know have those conversations you know with friends you know you're like actually we don't talk politics we talk real life right right and i mean those lines have been so blurred over the past four years that everybody thinks that everything is politics and it's just like no like black lives matter that's not politics that's life that's like you, we're talking about human lives about life, right. right and right. i'm like so how do you think that we can start to separate that giving like the past four years and moving forward with the new administration mm -hmm. um i think the one good thing that joe biden does really well and certainly in my experience with kamala harris just on a personal level is that they're very down to earth like if you listen to joe biden here's the thing i love barack obama that's that's hands down like barack obama right love. but he was so professorial that something just went over everybody's heads. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But in the but campaign Obama was very different than than President Obama. Yeah. Uh, but they were very, you know, they're just, you know, but Joe Biden's never been like that. And so if you watch the press conferences, the daily press conferences that he's been having, not not the daily White House press briefings, but the press conferences, some things he says, I said, oh, that's that's pretty layman's terms at this mm -hmm. point. Right? It's mm -hmm. not layman's terms in like Donald Trump being not very bright lane. Right. <laughs> like, like, like he didn't know. It was like, it's like Joe Biden being like, let me talk to you as if I'm from Scranton, Pennsylvania, yeah. that, I, that I'm talking to union workers yeah. Um, yeah. And, that, and, and talking about the things that people actually care about. I know that sounds like so cliche to like talk about what people care about. But the reality is, is that- We if haven't had it in four years. We so. haven't had it. And the reality is, is if you're, if you're like, we, like you said, like you gotta meet people where they are. Mm -hmm. And so when we have those to get past that, people A, have to be not afraid to talk. People, we are programmed to be keyboard warriors now in our generation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so I always say, if you can say that on Facebook or Twitter, then you can say it in person. Absolutely. And if you're too afraid to say it in person, then you probably shouldn't be typing it on Twitter. Thanks. Yeah. And yeah. usually those people have a cartoon character as their um, avatar. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so something on that, Drexel, do you believe that people have politicized the Black Lives Matter movement to, and this is going to be kind of a hard one, to hide their racism? Because I feel like that's mm. what they've done. You have people who say, oh, well, I don't want to talk politics. And, they're so, and it's very pointed. It's like they didn't want us to kneel. All right, cool um they said you need to march peacefully so then we tried doing that it's like mm, no don't do that but then they have the situation the insurrection at the capitol and we they're like well you all wanted that so we can do that so how do you it's feel like, like that all ties together <laughs> that they're trying to negate our movement about life for them being upset because their president didn't win class president i don't i don't understand <laughs> <laughs> Well, though, I mean, those, 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 the, you know, the people that stormed the Capitol, I mean, I, I remember texting my friends who work in congressional offices there just to make sure they were safe. And a you know, very scary day, obviously, for everybody and certainly yeah. scary for, for those that work in, um, in politics. Um, but those people aren't, you know, Hillary Clinton had a lot right when she was running. Can so you say that again, please? <laughs> Let me bring the, the mic a little bit closer. Hillary Clinton so much. was right about so much. Um, and, and so, you know, when she talked about like basket of deplorables, True. she wasn't talking about Republican vote, general Republican voters who actually care about the nation. Mm -hmm. The people mm -hmm. that we saw out there on January 6th are those people who were wanting to kill people. Mm -hmm. They made that a fact. They made a point to say that. 
they were there to hurt people and they were there to overthrow the government mm-hmm. yeah those yeah. are those are not mm-hmm. american those are not american values so it's it, literally you know, the it, definition of terrorists right right they yeah. were domestic they were absolutely domestic terrorists so when 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 those people try to hijack certain things they're doing it because they got nothing else to do they got nothing hmm. else to hijack and right. they're able to convolute the conversation especially when you have people like kevin mccarthy you know here from here in los angeles and and uh you know some some of the uh the new york the republican representatives out there madison costelin in north carolina lauren bobert out of georgia all of those names all of those people helped usher all of this in and of course yeah. you got the person at the top the president you know giving all, a lot of this credence so i don't know that you know i always say that if everybody keeps their head down and and and, and doesn't get a like so wrapped up in the noise because that's all that's all they are mm-hmm. they're, just, they're like they're like 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 they're like white noise that just won't stop literally <laughs> white noise yeah. that won't stop like, uh, sounds like my family literally it's my, it's my family. <laughs> just, but, but 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 i think but i think the other part of your question is the, the beginning part of that question where i thought you were going with that question was how do you how do how do more liberal people deal with this right right now which is white guilt is a real thing right like that, that that's a real thing because nobody wants to tiptoe nobody wants to like do anything and i don't i don't mean that in like a negative way i just mean that in like a and like the reality is is that people are starting to realize you know their privilege and certainly where they came from i'm a military kid who grew up yeah who grew up all over the place right (laughs) like you moved all over the place i went to i went to 11 different schools and and so my worldview is shaped solely on my experiences with other people and some people just don't have that yeah, I didn't, but, I, but, I, but, I, but I also didn't grow up with a bunch of black friends. Same. You know, I, didn't grow, I didn't grow up like that. So my experiences are so different than the experiences of my black friends. And I tend to, especially when I do things like this, or if I'm ha- having, you know, just dinner table conversations with people, I'll say I've never experienced that. So I can't speak on that. I can speak mm-hmm. about experiences from my friends. But it right. wouldn't be appropriate for me to have an have an overarching opinion about an experience that I never had, mm-hmm. and so I and so I try to make sure I'm very careful about how that comes across because I don't want it to come off as inauthentic because people know my background. I didn't. I grew up like I said in an upper. You know, my dad was an officer. I, but he was also one of five hundred. He was he was one of fifty of five hundred black officers. So I knew that side of it. Right. Yeah. But but you know it was not the same experience for my enlisted uh, classmates and certainly uh, black folks across the country. Yeah. I mean, look, it's tough, and I tell you, like having these conversations, I've never had as many conversations as I have had with friends and people that you thought you knew growing up, and and how difficult they've been, and how a lot of those people have disappeared from my life. So it can be very tough. But I think that those conversations have to continue happening. We have to mm-hmm. continue say when things don't feel right, when you're mislabeling me, if you're saying something that makes me uncomfortable based on the color of my skin or my sexuality, like you have to speak up about it. Yeah. And I feel like for so long, especially being a person of color and also gay, it was I was quiet about it because mm-hmm. it's like, I just want to exist and not ruffle any feathers. And now mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm ruffling everybody's feathers. Let's do All this. the feathers. All the feathers. Ruffle. I'm cutting right. them, ruffling them. <laughs> we do it. <laughs> I, I, th- I think that's what you got to do. I remember have I remember walking down just outside of our office here in downtown LA, um, just around the same time, right after George Floyd, everything happened. And I remember a friend of mine asking me, like, you know, how do you feel about like all the presence of LAPD around and stuff like that? And I said, I do not let people take away my joy in the middle of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I was like, so if I start, so if I start to think about what they what they think they're going to do, I don't even give them the time of day. When right. I pass by, when I pass by, not in a disrespectful way, but in a sense of like, I, I, I got blinders on. I can't be worried about what you think you're gonna do right now. Right. right. And and so you know, I think with people in power, or certainly people who think they have power, especially in law enforcement, and I'll be the first to support you know our, our military, and I'll certainly be the first to support our frontline workers uh, and those in law enforcement. However, there are people out there who abuse their power 
and, yeah. uh, and it's because they're given because they are given the power in the moment the moment that you give them power the mo- they will take that advantage of that yeah. So, yeah. I just, so i just don't even give them that power yeah so <laughs> speaking of that there are a lot of republicans who are taking advantage of their power right now when they're turning into trumplicans to quote Chris Cuomo of CNN, okay? <laughs> so my question, my question to you. If you know Chris, send him to us. That's what <laughs> No, Chris is happily married. He can go on and do his own thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Anywho, so it's, it's creating this divide in the Republican party, right? Like you have some quote unquote, okay, Republicans like Mitt Romney, Liz Cheney, Um, And I guess the other people who are trying to say that they're good people these days, but (laughs) it's splitting up the Republican Party. So my question to you is there's a little split in the Democratic Party, be it the more moderate conservative Democrats, a la Joe Biden, or the more left wing, um, who I'm a huge fan of, AOC and the squad. So with that being said, what is your view of the Democratic Party leadership in the future to come and how do we unify that that party itself to be more of a mainstream powerhouse? I think that's a good question. I don't know what the Republicans are, are going to do. Um, like you said, they're, they're, they they probably just need to burn it all down and start over. Girl, that is oh, what I'm say saying. Say it again. That is uh, what I'm saying. It's um, a mess. And, and, and look, I'm from North Carolina. I have a lot of Republican friends. And and so I, I, and I talk to them often. I'm, I'm like, I don't know what you guys are going to do because your party has, <laughs> because, because your party has been taken over. You know, this this party is no longer a party of, uh, of Republican values. It is, mm-hmm. like you said, a, par- a party of Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they're having a hard time separating themselves from that. I think you're yeah. starting to see that recently. Uh, in some of the um, in some of the the state GOP parties, uh, Arizona going after some of their yeah. more uh, moderate Republicans like like, like Steve Ducey, who was the governor at the time, who probably should be their Senate candidate uh, in this next go around, but is not going to be. He just announced yesterday that he's not going to run uh, for 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 Senate. Michigan. So a lot of these state parties are following suit um, in, in affirming their belief in Donald Trump, and that is going to be a problem for them. And uh, if you know history, the Whigs, the Whig party had a similar demise. And I suspect that if they continue to go the way that they are, the Republicans are going to be the same way. I do remember that in that history book in eighth grade. I do remember that. Yep. Yep. You know, you crack open that social studies book and you're like, what is this? (laughs) Wig. I was like, what color (laughs) can I be? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Kristen (laughs) Cinema and her her wig. But uh, I think for us in, the, in, our, in our party, the thing about Democrats is that we all believe in the same thing. The thing about being a Democrat is that you actually believe that you want to help people. How you get there is very different. You know, we, our party is not split on, split too much on the fact that healthcare is a human right, the fact that we believe in climate change, the fact that we believe that Black Lives Matter, the fact that LGBTQ rights are the law of the land and that marriage equality is the law of the land. Like those are the things that, uh, Democrats all believe in it's how you get there and how what that approach is going to be right yeah and speaking yeah. of like I, Biden I feel like has done more in the past 20 minutes than <laughs> <laughs> no it's Homeboy true for years it's just like it's every day it's a new stroke of a pen it's uh-huh. like we're right. repealing right. the trans uh <laughs> ban on in, uh-huh. in the military you know it's we're we're putting um what are we Harry Tubman on the twenty dollar bill. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just like these things. It's just coming up and pop, 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 pop. But pop, it's pop. not coming up. This is just shit that we was supposed to happen four years ago and it didn't happen. But what I also appreciate is Biden has been in front of not only the press but in front of the American people every single day since he's been in office. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the only thing Trump did every single day was golf. So I think that that's real. It's just refreshing. It but is. it's also refreshing that Biden is extremely nice and respectable of the media. Yeah. And he stood in front of these yeah. people and he's just Even like, Jim hey. It almost feels foreign. He, he walks in like, what is this? He walks in and that's he's so like, nice. good morning, everybody. And they're like, good morning. A gentleman. <laughs> A gentleman. <laughs> what I like low key, what I found out when uh, Trump had the box on his desk to ring for a Diet Coke every day. He, he would drink a dozen Diet Cokes a day. Did you I know, know that was I did. I, I knew about the Diet Coke button that Joe Biden took out. Yeah. I did know about that. Yeah. 
What? I, I, I think he liked that because I'm like, I want that. <laughs> but it's also like, I don't need 12 Diet Coke. And neither did, neither he. did he. No one needs a button to command. We got it from Matt Lauer. We're done with the button. <laughs> oh, oh, we're done. Oh. We're done with the button. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I would be surprised if it was actually a Diet Coke button and not a Matt Lauer button. Right. Wow. On, well, there's also that. On, based on Donald Trump's history with women. So but um no, I think with I think the president's been really good. I think one of the things like we're seeing a lot of this vodka happen, right? Like we're which has been great over these last over these last five days. The problem with executive orders is that they only they only focus on the federal government. They're only uh, allowed to do with what the president is allowed to do uh, in terms of his role as the uh, executive as the executive of the executive branch, right? So what we need is a clean sweep across the board. Democrats have to win more seats back in uh, 2022 in the House. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, have a, we have a slim majority. And right now we're split 50-50 in the Senate. So there's not a lot, like all of this stuff can be repealed if Republicans take over next year. And so the Biden administration, the Biden Harris administration only has one year to do all of this for fear that we lose mm -hmm. control of, of Congress. So mm -hmm. while we're seeing all of this progress happen right now, that does not mean that, that, that in states across the country that it's gonna, it's, that it, things are gonna change that much if we don't win back state legislators, uh, state legislatures, if we don't win back governor, governor's mansions uh, across the, the country. So all of that stuff could be in jeopardy. Right now, we're in the position where we're dealing with the census, uh, the tail end of the census and redistricting all across the country. And so as those lines get redistricted, uh, that will let us know if, Republic if Republicans had their way, they would redistrict and draw the line so thin that Democrats would never be in power in their states. I mean, oh, and yes. that's what Gollum, I mean, Mitch McConnell is saying. Gollum, um, not Gollum. Yeah, not is, that, that's what he's saying not that he wants Gollum. to do is he wants to put a stop to that. And I think it's so horrible because it's all about pettiness going back and forth of him being like, what? when he, when Obama first got in, President Obama, he was like, I'm going to, you're not, you're not getting through, nothing president. you do. Right. So we got lucky with, with, uh, with winning Georgia, like really lucky winning. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Stacey. Stacey really did yeah. her work. Like, and so, and she's about to run for governor of Georgia again. And so I, and which How, is that really confirmed? I'm, I, I would, I would bet good money. I think she had now, I feel like she had said that she was going to run, but nobody wants to say it. I well, might have just I'm got the scoop. And for Georgia, <laughs> that's actually, for Democrats in Georgia, that's actually going to be a really good thing because yeah. uh, Raphael Warnock is on the ballot again next year. Oh, and, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, he was because remember he was filling a special. Uh, right. Special. right. So, um, so with both Stacey Abrams and a Raphael Warnock on the ballot at the same time. Shit. Like, I mean, come on. Shit. And you so, know, I'm not, I'm not worried because one thing I saw in Drexel, I don't know how you feel about this. People say that, you know, the South is always red and it's like, maybe they're oppressed states and now they finally have the ability mm -hmm. to vote how they're supposed to vote what? because I would believe that people aren't I would like to believe that people aren't as hateful and they're more middle ground than you would like to think and that's what I believe I think the states are red to add to that because the people in power happen to be red so they redraw their districts to favor their power so they stay red and it's mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely false we're from Texas there's mm -hmm. more there's more. I heard, I heard a little Southern twang in there. I was wondering where it was coming from. Well, we've also had a cocktail or two and it tends to come out. <laughs> but there's more populations in Texas that are blue than are red. And I just don't get how Texas continues to be red when more people in the state live in urban I only areas. want to see them red in the face when they lose from right. here on out. That's right. it. Right, right. Well, I, I, think, I, think, I think, and you saw that in like North Carolina where yeah. the mm -hmm. Republican legislator tried to draw the lines Mm -hmm. And the, the 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 courts threw out their their um, the lines that they had drawn because they said that you were they were actively trying to draw uh, people of color out of those lines. Yeah, so, yeah. that was a, that was a part of, and that was a part of their plan and part of their strategy. And even today, if you in Politico, there was a story about uh, how Republicans what their strategy is going to be over the next few years, and that is to make it harder. State legislators are going to make it harder for people to vote 
in their states going forward. I can guarantee that's going to be their, their MO because we know the Republicans have lost the last seven yeah. elections in the popular vote. So they have no other way to win, but yeah. to cheat. Yep. Yeah. It's so, disgusting. Yeah. It's so un-American. And for the yeah. conservative yeah. party of this nation to have the conservative values, but they're going to resort to fucking cheating is disgusting. Yeah, Sorry. I mean, look, they, they have they have nothing else going for them. Uh, their policies aren't popular. They, they aren't popular. And, uh, you know, and, and of course, you know, they like to share that big map of with where they're like, oh, you know, the Trump electoral map. And then yeah. it's just a bunch of red and you're like, actually, that's a bunch of land, you idiot. Uh, and so, you know, that, that that's the kind of stuff that we have to overcome. And I think more conversations about politics, like, you know, if, if we can, if we spent, if we spent an iota of time talking about other issues as much as we, all issues as much as we did uh, last year after George Floyd, um, and we and we use all the energy on healthcare and climate change and everything else as a collective. Yeah, we would be in much better place. Got I'm it. into that. I hope we get Agreed. there. So we have one more question for you before we let you go. Um, we know that you were big in the Broadway community here <laughs> in the East Coast. So, <laughs> so tell us a little bit how you you know, you're this like big political figure, powerhouse changing democracy, but then also you have this little side gig of being a Broadway junkie. So <laughs> Listen, how, how I, does all that fit in? I will do, you know, a little quick set ball change every once in a while. Okay, uh, I'll change. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I, I started out doing, my mom threw me in like theater camp when I was 10. You know, because you know, all gays at some point go through some sort of theater camp. <laughs> we all have to. It's a rite of passage. Uh, all have to. <laughs> it's, it's, it's in the book, actually. Yeah, um, right. the gay book. Yeah. And, right. You know, and um, and so I kind of stuck to that. Uh, and certainly in high school, I was like, like president of the Thespian Society. And then I got to college, and I was doing theater in college. And then when I got to New York, you know, my first audition in New York was for the tour of Aida and Rent at the same time. They were back to back, they were back to back because at that time, Aida and, and Rent were on tour. Um, mm -hmm. And so, <laughs> and Aida was actually going on tour now. Last, they were supposed to go on tour, by the way, Aida, an underrated musical. I don't care what anybody says. Thank it's you. It's amazing. It's so good. Today. And, Are you kidding yeah. me, Heather Headley? Get out of here. Heather Headley is- Get out of here. I mean, raise up Heather Headley. Uh, and so, so we, um, so I had done a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of regional theater, um, you know, uh, over, over that time. And then I was doing some consulting gigs with some Broadway folks on uh, some Broadway benefits. So I really got immersed into that world. That's how I met Marty. Actually, one of the first benefits, Marty Cummings, one of the first benefits I ever did was Very Merry Holiday, which was years ago, uh, where he was, where he was hosting, where, uh, where Marty was hosting, um, uh, those uh, awards and um, and so a lot of my friends were just a part of the Broadway community and you know when you live in when you live in Hell's Kitchen like it's like like gay central like you literally mm, yeah, yeah. With that. I, I would spend every night at Bamboo 52 and Bamboo 52 was there Bamboo 52 and and Posh and Therapy Therapy's gone now we, yeah, pro we probably did peace. get me by it right next to each other at Posh with that little we room probably, we had. That little, that little, that <laughs> yeah, little, that was that little yeah. space. But we did it because it was a circle. <laughs> exactly. And then they have the, 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 the couches in the back. And, and they've and, seen and a lot. Like, yeah. And, um, and so then we ended up doing, so then I ended up doing a, uh, a, um, I know the 25th anniversary of Rent was yesterday. I know. I don't, yes. I don't know. Yes. And um, were you in Rent at any I point? Did, I did. I did do a, a regional theater production of Rent, uh, and that's where I actually met my husband. Okay. We were doing. We were doing. We, he was the angel, and I was the Tom Collins. And the Oh. Gag <laughs> me. I was in Rent so too. Sweet. I played Joanne, of course. Hello, of course. Uh, and, and and I I loved it. It was a really good experience, and uh, obviously got something out of it. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great prize. And, I, and it was it was a good prize. And, and and so at the wedding, like we came in to uh, don't say it. I'm gonna pass out in this chair. We, we, 
we had the because we had a lot we had a band play and uh, they played the instrumental to "I'll Cover You," just oh. the, the intro to that, and we danced to "Without You." Oh my oh, god, wow. I'm gonna cry right now. <laughs> That's the cheesiest, so gay. The ah, I love it. Ah, I love it. So okay, it's just so they Democrat. It's actually the funny you say that because the person that did the benediction to our at our wedding Kamala Harris was the chair of the state party at the time. So, okay. Uh, if you said Kamala Harris, I was about to shut up. I, I, I wish. I, I wish, but uh I didn't I didn't know vice president the time but uh yeah i mean look i miss i miss like i said before we got on like i miss being in new york because i do miss seeing shows i know so many of my friends are are out of work right now and i'm really hoping that um that that um that the actors equity association and the production companies uh, can come to some agreement about how to make sure that they can get back safely and that we can get audiences back in those houses i was talking yeah. to a friend today i was like look I was like, we're surrounded by theme parks here in LA, you know, with Universal down and Disneyland down and Six Flags down. If we continue to go like this for another year, those theme parks will not survive. Absolutely. Yeah. If, so sad. If we have to do, if we have to do the same thing for Broadway, they Broadway will will have a hard time coming back. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, so sad. Um, but but I do like I said, I'm I'm excited to come back. When I do come back, I mean, I used to live in Brooklyn, so you know, wherever you guys are, I'm happy to pop in and say hello. And yes, yes. yes. we that. love brunch, so and we do. Yeah, we do. The mimosa. All the mimosas, <laughs> and then, you know, hopefully we'll be on the other side of this pandemic soon uh, because we want to see each other and we want to get out there. Hopefully for LA Pride. Um, yes, New York Pride. Come out to LA. Please come out to LA Pride. I, I'm on the board of Stonewall. I'm one of the vice president of community. Yeah, you are. We, right. usually we usually host the red carpet for LA Pride. Um, um, and do a social media takeover. Social media, yeah. Night, I, wait, did you guys do it two years ago? Yeah. Two years and okay. yeah. We had a, a Stonewall booth at Pride and then we were in the, here was ABC7 at that time was like doing the whole thing. It was like tele televised. Yeah, I remember, and, yeah. Uh, and so we were out there, I was out there. Tim, my husband was actually on the team, on the production team uh, that did the, the parade production team at the time. And- uh, Wow, nice. And so, so we were all immersed in Pride. I actually never go to Pride, y'all. Like never, because mm. it's, I, you know, it's just so much. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I don't like a lot of people. You know, like, know. <laughs> yeah, that's like, why I said, put me at the red carpet. Like, right. It's like, it's like, it's like being in posh. It's like, you're literally like pushing people off. Literally, we went Not from, get me, we went from, I, I miss posh. We went I from, get know. me posh body to LA pride. I love it. We mm -hmm. did it. So whenever you got, whenever we're back, I, I, you know, I know that uh, LA pride won't be in West Hollywood anymore. They've moved it out of West Hollywood and now it'll probably be somewhere downtown or wherever, the, wherever, wherever central or Christian street West. I'm just gonna move it, but uh, yeah, whenever you guys come out to LA, you know, you know who to call. Yes, yes. let's do it. Aww. Well, thank you, Drexel. This has been such a, a lovely, a lovely Kiki, <laughs> an inspirational, motivational, hopeful conversation. And thank you so much for the work you're doing, not only in California, but for this great nation of America that is on the comeback tour, okay? Um, I come back to yes. So we really, really appreciate <laughs> we appreciate your work and dedication to the Democratic Party. Thank you, and I appreciate you all giving uh, you know so many people a platform to come and talk about the things that I saw you guys had Wilson Cruz on. Yeah, and you know, with people, and and so you know, I think that the more that we have, uh, you know, folks like you doing podcasts like these and having important conversations that aren't just like you know, like cookie cutter conversations, the better off I think people are gonna be. Thank you for saying Thank that. you. And come back really and see us anytime, because we'd love to have anytime. you Anytime, yeah. anytime. And, and I'll bring a mimosa next time. Yes. I will make sure I, I have a little drinky drink then. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you, Drexel Heard. Thank Bye, you. Drexel. Bye. Bye. Yes, Drexel Heard. Thank you so much for your political expertise. Yeah. I feel very well informed. I was going to say, I feel very well informed, educated on a couple of mm -hmm. things that I liked when he was like, yeah, these uh, executive orders are real nice and dandy and everything, but he's like, it's only really affecting the federal 
level, but you yeah. know, still. No, he's listen. someone I could have a conversation with all day long, especially mm-hmm. when he dropped that Stacey Abrams is running Bomb. for governor. Ooh. Literally, I think we Ba-da. got the scoop. I think we got the scoop, which well, it's not a It's more like cat litter scoop, right. maybe. It's, it's, it's not officially cat confirmed. Cat you, you have a note. I do a have a note. note. Thank it's you, not, It's not officially confirmed that Sheriff... Conform. It's not. This episode is sponsored by Cabernet. (laughs) Honestly, we're lit. I don't even want you to cut that. It's not officially confirmed that Stacey Abrams is going to. No, you you hate me, nigga. Okay, we gotta cut that. (laughs) Honestly, no, don't cut that. I can say it. Um, No, but Stacey Abrams is not officially confirmed to be running. Uh, for governor, so I yeah, we I don't know. know. It's not confirmed. I, I don't know. I, I trust like Drexel. Has, I trust. Yeah. That's the first source. I do trust he has Drexel. inside sources. Nope. I'm gonna text Dana Bash of CNN to get my him second source. Him and Dr. Source. Jill text. Uh, and Drexel would have been really fun to watch um, the whole election and watch the inauguration with. Right. Because he could have given us an inside scoop. Inside scoop. And God, we're all lit. <laughs> Just slurring words. Jesus Christ. It's on that Biden juice, though. I've never been happier. Yeah. I've been yeah. sipping that Biden juice. Mm-hmm. I feel so relieved. Mm-hmm. I feel at ease. Like Darrell mm-hmm. said earlier in the episode, whenever he comes on, there ain't going to be no bullshit talked about. The dogs like, are back. He, like, he comes oh, on. Yeah. He comes on and I'm working. I feel comfortable muting him because I know he ain't going to talk bullshit. Well, the other right. president the past, his neck. The, the past four years, dogs, I was like, let me dog, listen so. to what this motherfucking say and now it's all normal back to normal and mm-hmm. it's um very very comforting yeah yeah so that was a lovely kiki mm-hmm. that was a lovely kiki well so, i'm looking forward to february because it's black history month hello and we gonna come back with more blackity black facts yes the yeah. return of blackity black facts hosted <laughs> by black, ashley black, mitchell black on black on black black blackity black 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 I really that's wish. the that's the that's the theme song for the segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're gonna yeah. make it, and then that will be the next. Yes. Is it okay yes. for me to say I wish I was black? Is that weird? Oh, um, okay, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, it's, listen. I, I mean, I, honestly, everybody want to be a mm, but nobody don't nobody want to be a mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Everybody want to be black, but don't nobody want to be black. Yeah, we influence a lot of like pop culture and. Just Honestly, like, I wouldn't be me if trends. I wasn't if if there wasn't the black community. Mm-hmm. To be completely honest, especially I would not black be trans me. women too, mm-hmm. yeah. gave us our rights. Yes, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So a as huge LGBTs, shout out. Can I tell you? I now live in Chelsea. We all know this. And <laughs> oh yeah, you're my friend. Chelsea. You are the Chelsea yes, gay you've always Chelsea wanted gay. to be. Thank God, it only took 15 years. <laughs> I uh, have made it a um, determination of mine to purchase a wreath for every holiday to mm-hmm. go in my front door. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for Christmas, it was some Christmas shit. I don't know. It encompassed all religions. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the month of February, I ordered a I Have a Dream wreath. Yeah, mm-hmm. I loved it. It's so cute. Yeah, it's cute. And there are like so many different colors of hands that are holding hands. Mm-hmm. And it's just so cute. So we I'm... the world. Yes. <laughs> well, that's Michael Jackson. But... I'm talking about Portia Luther King. And (laughs) (laughs) it's just going to be up there all month of February. Hello. Hello. I mean, it should be up there all the time because I think It should be up there. I I think that having that and giving that representation to people that, listen, we need all voices to speak out. We need everybody to be holding hands in this. We finally got what we needed in this administration. Like, already, you hear us now. I feel like we seem lighter on the podcast. We're definitely more lit. I (laughs) I agree with you, Dora. I think we do seem a little bit lighter. It's happier. Just yeah. like not so angry. I was angry. Mm-hmm. I was, I was, a, angry. I, I was angry. so angry. So angry. So, so long. Who told so you? nasty. Who so told you that? But now I see a light. <laughs> a light at the end of the bridge and tunnel. And I mean, we've got Ariana fun. Grande said it. She said the light is coming to give back everything the darkness stole. And you know that song's kind of meh. It is. Yeah, that whole album was whack. And then you yeah. Know, you what was that one song I was talking about? Sweetener. Sweet. No, 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 not not the album. The um, focus on me. Well, <laughs> no, people forget about Gil that. Chris always says she was like they just made that song disappear because it's really bad. It's bad. <laughs> yeah, and like igloos on it. Like that's not the same song. It no, that's problem. Problem, and that song is still popping. So mm. don't be talking about it. Quit calling her igloo. No, <laughs> we we still have problems with igloo. Do we not? Australia. 
Mm-hmm. No, I think she is doing right. She is raising her uh, daughter. Know, she's raising her child, and she's being a good <laughs> mother. Said, and the baby daddy care. is he ain't shit. And that's a whole nother topic. And listen, but, people out there, if you have anything to say, any questions or comments, please give us a call at our Pride Hotline at eight four four two five Pride. Okay. But if you don't, we gonna work out a jingle. Yeah, we gonna yeah, work out. If you don't know how to use the phone, you could chat us at. Pride the series at gmail.com. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Before we before we head out, I yeah. do want to say, did anyone else see the video of the gays in Australia jamming to replay in the clubs? I don't want to see that. I'm tight. Gaga I'm, retweeted it and was like, what? I'm so happy for y'all. What do you mean? Yeah, they get to listen oh, to Gaga. They're COVID free. Free and they're jamming and to Chromatica in the clubs. And we're sitting here with our thumbs up. Our I was ass. talking to a coworker of mine today, uh, Anna, and she's in Mexico City and the, the part she's in, she's like, COVID isn't here like it's it's new zealand's lifted. gone she, like like there are places where it's lifted but guess <laughs> what remember when those maps those maps where new zealand wasn't in the map because mm-hmm. it was just off to the side mm-hmm. imagine being new zealand now like <laughs> they're just like thank <laughs> god i'm not involved in that mm-hmm. global it map no, it's just it's actually just us sitting here being stupid Everybody else is moving further. Flabby, fat, Listen, lazy. we're moving forward Oops, because we have the Biden administration who's going to correct mm-hmm. the last four years and propel us forward to greatness. Ship. And I cannot be more proud to be an American than I am today. I'm very hopeful and I'm most hopeful to bring you the next episode of Pride the Podcast next week. Mm-hmm. And with mm-hmm. that, I am <laughs> Mr. Braden Bradley. I'm Darrell Anthony. I'm Ashley Mitchell. And I'm Adam Andrew Rios. And thank you for joining us thank for another guys. episode of Pride the Podcast. Pride like Brayden said, we will be next <laughs> we'll be back next week. Lit. <laughs> with a brand new episode, brand new hot topic. Brand new lit. Brand, brand new, new lit. lit. <laughs> we'll still be lit. Get your drink and enjoy new episodes. See and take soon. some time to enjoy. Pride. Uh, <laughs> I was like, Pride the podcast. Enjoy your pride, however no, you see fit. No, just enjoy life, because it's, yeah. it's better now. It's better now. It's true, it's it true, it's true. Love all y'all. All right, bye. 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 bye.